0: To the Binge Minute, the only podcast in the world that we know of that goes through a movie minute by minute and reviews each minute to find the greatest minute in cinematic history. My name's Taylor. My name's Chris, and we're in the back half of Ready, Ready or Not. not. This, this is, is Minute Fifty Two. It's almost Christmas, Chris.
1: Yes, it is. Uh, when this comes out, there'll be like two days. Two to days. Christmas. It'll be two days out. It'll be Christmas Eve Eve. Mm, is t- that a play? Is that a
0: date? I think some people call it Christmas Eve Eve, but those people need to get in the bin.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you need to fucking shape up people who say that shit. Ew, yuck.
0: Mm. Tonight I'm doing a gig. I've only got two gigs left. Yep,
1: I too also only have two gigs left for the year.
0: Mm, Which I'm very excited about, because I don't know about you, but this time of year, crowds go a little weird.
1: They do, Christmas crowds. Sound because Christmas. When you think of Christmas, what do you think of everyone happy, very scarves, hot? And I'm talking more about American Christmas. Oh, yeah, yeah. When I, think of, when I think of Christmas, I don't think of Australian Christmas, I think of American Christmas, snow around the place, and I don't know, <laughs> kids.
0: Really, kids
1: in like New York houses, like whoa, and a ghost apparently,
0: a <laughs> <laughs> Christmas ghost
1: <laughs> in in the house. I don't think of like the hot Australian summer, which is basically I should because that's what we. Yeah, get.
0: that's what you've experienced. It pretty much, almost. Ex- Except one? You've had one white Christmas?
1: I've had, no, I've never had a white Christmas. I've had a Paris Christmas, uh-huh. which was, there was no snow, it was just cold.
0: Yeah.
1: And I've had a Dublin Christmas, which oh, yeah. also was just cold, no snow. Uh-uh. Yet to have a white Christmas.
0: Well, unlike me, all. Oh. Well,
1: let's hope, I'm hoping Christmas 35.0 will give me a white Christmas. But at the moment, <laughs> it's about know. 36 degrees with 86% humidity. So I'm, I'm thinking... <laughs> I'm going to have to wait till 36.0 to that's get my inter- white Christmas.
0: That's interesting because I always think of how hot it is. And I always think of uh, like cold Christmas desserts and cold Christmas food. I never... The idea of roasting a turkey makes me feel ill. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, why would you eat that for Christmas? Well, because astra- it's so hot.
1: <laughs> well, Australians don't eat Christmas turkey. We eat like ham.
0: Cold ham. Some people bake their ham and that's the most I will allow. That's it? That's, that's the most I will allow. Everything else is it's nice, like cold prawns, maybe cold cut of beef.
1: No, not in my house.
0: Oh, that's right, you do roast chicken. We have chicken roast chicken thing. and
1: stuff. It's hot. What are Which you talking is about?
0: Freak town. It's not
1: freak town. <laughs> what do you want? Your food all refrigerated? That to me is freaky.
0: Well, that's what we do at my house. You may, will have noticed <laughs> of when course, we do. It's of all course. cold.
1: But to me Because it's so hot. <laughs> yeah, but a roast a roast lunch or, or dinner on Christmas, to me, that sounds like the traditional Christmas meal, so that's hot. <laughs> Yeah, refrigerated.
0: Oh, yeah. You get a that cold salad with like cold blocks of cheese and cold, <laughs> cold things. Mm. <laughs> well, Cold. at room temperature. Our family's
1: going to war. <laughs> We're going to go to Christmas war. But anyway, I think you got on this topic because you want to talk about Christmas crowds. Oh,
0: yeah, that's true.
1: Because Christmas crowds, like, and that's why I said Christmas makes you think of happy things and hmm. people smiling. The Christmas comedy crowds are literally the worst crowds that there are.
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: There's a few types of Christmas crowds. There's a mm. the Christmas party crowd from a big office where where thirty people will come with the boss to watch a watch a comedy show. Yeah, all right, and they don't laugh unless no. the boss laughs. Yeah. So you'll tell a joke, and then you'll see 30 people look at the boss. And if the boss laughs, laughs they'll go, ah, ha, 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 good work. But if the boss is like, whatever, they're like, boo, because they're all little brown noses and they want to make the boss feel good for Christmas. <laughs> they are terrible people.
0: Or sometimes you get the Christmas party crowds from workplaces that. They, they're just using the Christmas party as an excuse to drink.
1: Oh, my God, yes. And that's,
0: I feel, even worse because they're not listening and they don't know why you're there even that's though a- they came to your room. And
1: everyone <laughs> thinks Dan from IT is the funniest in the office yeah. and he could easily do what you guys are doing. And Dan's like, oh, I could do that. And they're like, give Dan a go. We're like, we're not going to give Dan a go. <laughs>
0: they're like, give
1: Dan a go. We're like, we're not going to give Dan a go because he'll be shit. And I'm sorry, Dan, you're shithouse. <laughs> I'm really sorry out there. If you're the if you're the funny guy in the office, you ain't. You ain't. When you get up on the old stand-up stage, you're going to eat shit, okay? I'm sorry. I'm really sorry, Dan. You have no right to be on the stage.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, so you've got that sort of like the work crowds, and then you've got the people who come along because it's sort of the end of the year they maybe might have a bit more free time but they're also extremely tired
1: yeah so they're the, they're the burnout crowds yeah you get a lot of burnout people who are like oh i'm here at comedy but they don't laugh yeah they just stare at you smiling for a whole show and don't give you anything and i feel and for like, those people i feel for them too but i also feel for all the comedians that go up because yeah. they're like tell their best joke and all they get is a And you're like, fuck you. (laughs) Because
0: I think how we do holidays in Australia, like the spread that we do, it's really off kilter. Because we, from Christmas time to the end of like January, there's a bunch of holidays. And then in the Easter period, there's a bunch of holidays. And then from that point onwards, there's hardly anything. There's like one or two days through the year. So, by the time you actually get to just before Christmas, everyone is so fucking burnt out. That's right. That, and I reckon if there were more holidays spread evenly through the year, people would enjoy Christmas more. Because by mm. the time you get to Christmas, you, you're still working. You still got to find time to buy all this bullshit, organize Christmas, and then your friend goes, hey, do you want to go see a comedy show? Seeing as we finally have like a Friday night free. And you're like, <laughs> I guess I will. Oh, God. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we did a gig not too long ago, like a couple of days ago. Mm. And that was a Christmas crowd. And they were giving us very little energy back. Like I was sweating. It was a very low energy gig. And I think the headliner also struggled with the audience. And they made several comments about how the audience, oh, what the yeah. fuck was happening and why are they coming to a gig. <laughs> Basically, the headliner was yelling at the audience for half of going, why the fuck are you even here <laughs> if you're not going to give me anything? I always love... One of my favorite things in comedy is when the audience is clearly not doing anything, and they're kind of like <laughs> just sitting there and getting this abuse copped at them. Um, you know, because yeah. they just they don't um, they don't know better. They're no. just sitting there. They they are they were enjoying the show. Yeah,
0: they're just quieter. They're just about it was very
1: quiet about it. So then they are copping this abuse, and they're like, "We think we're we're not sure why." <laughs> We're in trouble. And then the comedian will say, they'll say something like, why aren't you laughing? Why are you even here? Yeah. And then someone will just like be like, I should be a hero in this situation. Be like, because you're not funny. funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then that takes down the whole audience. Like the energy that maybe yeah. that gets is like the biggest laugh of the night. Yeah. And the comedian on stage is like... <sighs> And that happened several
0: times. <laughs> this gig. It's the one question you should never ask the audience. Why aren't you laughing?
1: Yeah, why aren't you laughing? Because, because you're the going is, to get. A, I don't
0: like you. Yeah,
1: I don't like you. You're not funny, and you're going to get destroyed by the audience, who will unify behind that one. Let's call them a hero. That yeah, one hero that in the audience, hero. because honestly, that is the comedian's fault for going after a crowd who thought they were doing the right thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, you should like, all you do is you just power through. In that situation, I think you got to power through, mm. you will sweat. I came off stage, I was emceeing, so I have to get them from a neutral state to a point ready for laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and they were giving me l- very little back. I did get them in the end, I thought. Yeah, yeah. But by the time I got off, I was like a drip pool of sweat. <laughs> no, no. And then you just do what normal, you don't attack the audience. What you do is you go up to your next comedian and go, they're fucking shit, aren't they? <laughs> and then you have a little like personal laugh about it. And then that comedian goes on stage and is like, oh, hey, and does really? their thing. And they come back, yeah, they're pretty shit. You don't go after the bloody audience.
0: No. No, I try not to get angry at the audience because, you know, whatever. Either I'm not their cup of tea or they've got other things going on. Or, like you said, they're enjoying it, but they're just quiet. That's fine. That's their business.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know who's not going after the audience? <laughs> Grayson, ready or not? Minute 52. 52. Taylor, did your prediction come true?
0: No. No, it did not. I... What? I... No.
1: Well, these predictions were very much about who was the person in the goat barn with the torch.
0: Yeah, and I said Daniel, which it was not. And I
1: said it was the butler who got his face burnt off, which also it was not. Mm. But drumroll, please. Who was it? It was Georgie, the missing child. The
0: child. The prodigal child returns. We did returns. not see that coming. That, actually, been, it
1: was a nice twist, I thought.
0: I've been talking about this fucking child for like 20 minutes. And on this one time, I chose not to nominate the child. This
1: is so weird that this kid... like, Because the kid... All right, so the barn's quite far away from the house.
0: Yeah, he's been snooping around it's in It's so the... weird
1: that this kid has went to bed. Yeah. Woke up, got a torch and a hood. And a hood. i <laughs> was like I'm going to go for a walk. Leaves the house. Yeah. And goes into the the grounds. Yeah. And he's like I'm just walking around the grounds, baby. Yeah. And I <laughs> And would... this, this kid's like what 11, 12 maybe? Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, probably 11, 12. Cause... I would
1: never done that as a 12-year-old. If no. I ever got up I'd be like I'm going to pee. I might look in the fridge. I might put my finger in like a pudding or like some dessert that mum made. Yeah. And then I'll probably just maybe, maybe on the very, probably not, I might go to the TV room, watch something and then I'll just go back to bed. I would never be like, look outside to this dark outside of my house surrounded by bush and Whatever, and be like, "I'm going out there."
0: When you know there's a murder gang going on,
1: does he? I don't know. Oh, I guess he does because we'll get to into that in a minute. But yeah, I would never be like, "I'm going off into the darkness." I'd be like, "Fuck that! I'm going back to bed." (laughs) Where there's a woman in my room (laughs) protecting me,
0: yay! Yay. And the real question is, did he get out of the house before the alarms got shut off?
1: I don't know because it looks
0: like he's been out there for a little while.
1: I like to think he went up on the roof where Grace was and then jumped off after her.
0: Mm. I mean, he might have. <laughs> he we don't know. Have, that's right.
1: But what happened in this minute? We were revealed. There was a slow, like 20 seconds of slowly, the camera doing shots around mm. the barn. We saw Grace hiding behind one of the uh, stalls. Yep. Around the stall. Saw a lot of goats.
0: Oh, so many goats.
1: The, the camera kept focusing on this like kind of weird box in the middle of the barn, which was like an open trapdoor kind of situation. Yeah. thing. yeah which looked like the, to me, I got ring vibes.
0: Yeah, I can see, definitely I got, see that. I got
1: ring vibes because it was an ugly old box uh, yeah. that you could open up and but get into. It's not the
0: size of a skip bin. Yeah, exactly,
1: yeah. but it kept focusing on this thing. It didn't really do, it just panned there for a few seconds and it would go like follow around and look at Grace, another goat over here. The, goat, <laughs> the goats were very much doing their own goat things. Yeah. I don't know what a goat dad does. He's nah. just like, yeah, that's what the goat was doing.
0: And the whole time the music was like doing that thing where it slowly goes.
1: Yeah, 100%. It was very suspenseful. It was a suspenseful minute, and then Grace kind of looked around the corner, and it was Georgie.
0: Georgie, the little boy. And
1: Grace suddenly had this sense of relief, right? Mm. Grace was like, oh, shit, it's Georgie. And she went, Georgie. You're I think like, she said I, the she name. She
0: said something like, Georgie, I know you must be scared right now, but it's okay. That's
1: right. That's right. She did say that. But then Georgie faced her yep. and pulled out a gun yep. and then shot her through the hand. Holy
0: shit. The left hand, a big old hole it's straight got a through a huge it. hole
1: through her hand now. And graceful, well, I she was like, fuck, I was not expecting that. But then he tried to shoot again, but the, I think it was a one-bullet gun or something. Yeah, he only had one. a gun apple. jam because he kept trying. It didn't go off again. And she just punched him right in the fucking face and knocked him out.
0: Thank God.
1: Georgie's a cunt.
0: (laughs) I'm surprised she didn't just go into rage mode. Because, like, if you've just been shot through the hand Mm. by someone who you were trying to comfort mere seconds ago, would you have like a fight or flight reflex? Would you just go into a rage mode? (laughs)
1: That's right. That's right. But think about this Georgie's character development is the craziest exponential (laughs) character development I've ever seen. Because the first time we saw Georgie, was right before the game started where the family was mingling mm. in the mingle room or the tea room or whatever it was. Yep. And we saw Georgie run in with Fitch Bradley and Emily because they're his parents. Yep. And he was running around all playing with his brother. Yeah. The next time we see him, he's shooting grace in the hand. We haven't seen him again. Yeah. All right, we've heard his name mentioned. Georgie's missing. From going around being a playful brother running around going, hello lads, I'm fun, to trying to kill someone that's a huge that's a huge character
0: i would say that it's actually not that huge because if you recall the game he was playing he's running around after his brother with fake guns shooting at each other going kill 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 wearing creepy masks
1: all right, yes, I retract. <laughs> <laughs> I retract.
0: It's just a, this is bit, <laughs> I forgot that bit, yeah. <laughs> you know, that whole thing that was quite freaky. Wow,
1: all right, yeah. All right, I retract fair enough. Uh, but this
0: Irish look, I assume this is the first time that he's ever shot anyone and that's when it goes from a game to he be real. He was very good at it. Yeah, I he mean, holy not hell.
1: She wasn't like, "I'm sorry, miss
0: yeah, there was I thought no he'd apology. do a Daniel
1: where he'd be like, she's in here or something. I did not expect Yeah. To shoot. And then I can't remember what happened, but then Grace fell into <laughs> the skip bin thing in the center of the barn, which turned out to be a dead goat bin.
0: You don't remember the jump scare that you got? Oh, shit.
1: <laughs> I blocked that out of my mind. That's right. <laughs>
0: So, Grace Grace had punched out this boy, yes. quite great punch, yep. and then she turns around and there's a goat pretty much looking straight at her, maybe 10 centimetres away from her face. And he goes,
1: <laughs> and I went, whoa. You,
0: like, punched the air in front of you.
1: <laughs> what about you? Did you get jump scared?
0: I got a little jump scared, but not, not compared to you. That's
1: right. And then Grace kind of lurched back in shock, fell through the skip bin, which turned out to be a dead goat bin.
0: Yeah. I don't know
1: what they happen. They just stab the goats and throw them in there. What's going on?
0: I don't know. Like,
1: How many rituals does this family do?
0: <laughs> I'm not sure. I assumed that that might have been where they put the poo or something to make like a fertilizer. Which maybe they do still make a fertilizer out of it. They just chuck the get dead goats in there. But it's pretty gross in there. Maybe
1: it's like blood. Blood and soil and stuff. Full of rich nutrients. Yeah. Of blood, and blood and bone. Blood and bone. Blood and bone. Maybe it is. But it's a weird dead goat. So... Yeah. So basically, think of that uh, scene from Star Wars where Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia Chewbacca and Han Solo have gone through the Death Star systems and they're now in the Death Star trash Oh,
0: compactor. yeah. But to be but clear, the walls clear, are not moving. <laughs> okay. We don't know that yet.
1: <laughs> we don't know that yet. <laughs> that could happen. But instead of like weird water and garbage from the Death Star, it's dead goats. Yep. And it's only grace. Yeah. That's what's happening right now. So
0: it's... It's mostly not the desktop. No, but, but
1: it's a good analogy. I'm gonna stick with <laughs> it. All right, and that was the end of the minute. It what, was. Did you, what did you rate the minute, Taylor?
0: Oh, that was a uh, full on. I really enjoyed it. I'm gonna keep my score from last time, which was fifty-two.
1: Nice. I'm gonna go to fifty-five. I think that's my favorite minute so far. Really? Yeah. I like the suspense, I like the jump scare, and yeah. I enjoyed how Georgie was such a psychopath, little psychopath of a kid.
0: Yeah, there was like no breath, just like turn, shot. And then he got knocked out cold. That's
1: right. Well, what do you predict is going to happen in the next minute?
0: So, right where we left her off, she's sort of coming up to her knees and she's seeing all the goat bones and stuff. Mm. I'm not sure if there's a tunnel leading off here or if she has to somehow get straight up. So, I'm going to say there's a tunnel leading off and she's going to go down that tunnel.
1: Oh, that's not a bad prediction. I'm going to say... That someone from the house heard the gunshot Mm. and they'll be there soon. So I think someone's gonna look into come into the barn themselves, see the hole into the dead goat bin, and poke their head in and they might see Grace or Grace's been hidden so far. That's that's my prediction. That's
0: your prediction. Great prediction. I think you're totally right. Someone would hear that gunshot.
1: Excellent. Well, we got two predictions. Which one to come true, if any? Thanks for listening to the podcast. i well, hope you're enjoying it. I'm doing my show, Stab vs Improviser, at the Seattle Comedy Club on Sunday, the 17th of January. It's a big load of fun. Super Grab fun. Grab a ticket and get on down. But anyway, we'll see you back here for minute 53. <laughs> bye bye now. now. Bye bye. Binge Minute is produced by Brisbane comedians Chris Martin and Taylor Edwards. You can follow us on Instagram at Chris Varden and at Taylor Edwards Comedian or on Facebook at Chris Martin Comedian and Taylor
0: Edwards. Get in touch with us at bingeminute at gmail.com with any questions, comments about the podcast or suggestions about what we should watch next. If you've been enjoying Binge Minute, help us out by giving us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. We'll be back soon with more Binge Minute. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.